Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Listening to the Believe in the Challenge podcast, a show that dives into the MTV's challenge universe. I'm your host, Katie Wolski, and I will be recapping episodes, breaking down challenge news, and interviewing castmates from the show. Before we start, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and show us some love by rating us five stars. Today, we are talking about episode 10 Battle of the Rookies. So today's episode, not that interesting to me. Um, Not much happened. The elimination between the rookies, we'll get into that later. Not that exciting. Very anticlimactic. I feel like we knew that once we realized who was going in, that it was almost, I don't want to say a waste, but almost a waste of a great elimination. But something that was really interesting to watch was definitely the Black Sand Op Daily Mission. I think that was the best part of this whole episode besides maybe Devin acting a little like Devin, of course, when he got power. So the Daily Mission was to find 10 puzzle pieces in the dirt that matched the color of your team's helmet and then build that puzzle and there was an example of it down the down the ways that you could either look from a distance like Nani did or you could run over and get a better look at it which don't really understand why Nani didn't do that and her and Josh and Nani had such a good lead that they blew it they almost I don't want to say gave up because they definitely were trying. I don't know. I feel like sometimes Nani doesn't always give it her all if that's like, I know she is, but when you hear her say, oh, well, it's a puzzle and me and Josh are just not going to get this. Like, that's not the attitude you need to have, girlfriend. Like, how are you going to win this season if you keep saying, oh, I'm not going to be able to get this done. I'm not going to be able to get this done. Like, you just have to go in, try your hardest and get it done. I don't know. I, I don't like how she doesn't, I feel, believe in herself sometimes in these certain types of challenges and especially in the puzzle ones and it's like girlfriend like believe in yourself i believe in you anyway the big brother alliance is sort of dominating they have the numbers on their side and they're helping each other with their pieces very smart but devin and gabby pull out the win anyway even with everyone kind of going against them and not really helping them ct and big t were so close to winning and that would have been a really interesting dynamic because if they would have won i think big t would have went down there in the hall brawl and then she could have went up against amber m and then big t could have gotten her skull which would have been 
amazing to watch. I love Big T, so any chance for her to try and get a skull, totally there for it. One team who's been struggling this whole time, Nam and Lolo, I feel like... They are just going around in circles, man. Nam and Lolo cannot be partners anymore. They definitely need to switch it up, but I don't know who would want to be partners with Lolo right now other than, yes, she is a strong competitor, but her mental game just doesn't seem like it's there. And that's half the battle. You don't want just a strong player, but someone who's a loose cannon when it comes to anything, really. I mean, she says that she has this intensity about her, but I I don't know if that's really it. It's, it's more of, I think she's very hard on herself because she's so used to winning and yes, I think having a coach to be there to help mediate these situations where sometimes, Lolo, you just have to bite your tongue. You have to bite your tongue and you have to say, okay, uh, I disagree, but you're my partner, so we're just going to get this thing done. And for some reason, she just can't do that. It's almost like she has to be right all the time and she has to... And she has to have Nam acknowledge how right she is, right? Right? That's what I'm seeing, I feel. I feel like Lolo is talking in circles about old things that have happened that Nam and her can't control anymore. It's like you kind of have to put it to bed, move forward, but Lolo is just spinning on this track like, but you did this, you said this, you said this, you did this. And uh, yeah, I don't know. These two, it's not going to work out well for them, which is so sad because they were definitely the rookie team to beat coming into this. Everyone was very scared of them and didn't you know, didn't want to go up against them, thought that they would be winning all the time. And it's actually kind of sad to see how not having the right partner in this game really can affect you and your game. And I feel like they both don't have much of a social game. I think Nam has a little bit of an alliance with some of the guys, but I haven't really seen anyone have Lolo's back or Lolo really have anybody else's back. So it's kind of been interesting to see that she's on this treadmill of like running and running and running into the same problems with her own partner. And yet both of them aren't really understanding how to play this game. Like it's very social. It's not just about winning challenges, which clearly they can't even win one. So if you're not winning them, then you need to get yourself in an alliance and get yourself some backup, you know, so you're not, in the old days, it would be going in to go home, but now it's the opposite where you want to go in. So now you're staying out of eliminations because you don't have the numbers. If you don't have a skull, you're not going to go to the final. And if they don't like you, they're not going to put you down there to get a skull. So I just think Lolo is playing this game slightly wrong right now. I wish that someone would just pull her aside. Maybe they already have and we just haven't really seen it, but she definitely needs some guidance from a vet, you know? Someone should definitely say, hey girlfriend, like this isn't really working. 
But then again, you know, it's good for everyone else's game if Lolo is not winning because she is a big competitor. And I definitely think in an elimination round, she could take out almost anyone. I mean, I don't I don't really know who she wouldn't be able to take out. I think it would be a really good matchup um, her against anybody. So I think it would be anybody's guess on who would come out for that. Now I have to say, I did feel for her when she gave that speech at deliberation and basically begged the house to put her in so that she could win and get a new partner, which like I said earlier, I feel no one really cares to help because she's not really aligned with anybody. Um, so I don't really know why anybody would do her a favor to help her win when you're in a game for a million dollars. And we've seen best friends pull some shady moves on each other to get a skull. So I don't really know why anybody would throw her a bone uh, unfortunately i do feel for her obviously but going off of that and in, in the deliberation you know we see kind of everybody wanting to go in nani amber amber m obviously amber b earlier in the episode said that she wanted to go in gabby wants to go in so it's kind of like yeah we're getting down to the wire and we still got a bunch of females left who don't have skulls so you know there's only a couple more episodes until the final probably i know you, you never know exactly how many there's gonna be you know i always feel like there's close to 16 we're on episode 10 now usually there's around what two for the final so that really only leaves four more weeks if that so two more chances for girls possibly two more chances for guys you know there could be a double elimination round to really switch things up and i think there should be we normally see in these games you know they're always switching things up so i think that that's something that could come our way that could really shake up the game at the end of this episode we saw that there was a security breach which means someone's coming back. So I'm really interested to see how that is going to shake up the game and maybe that comes from someone getting hurt again or having possibly to go home. I do wonder if it's Natalie because that would be really interesting but I think next week is going to be a guy's week since Corey is rogue again. That man cannot keep a partner to save his life. He's definitely cursed in this game. I don't think anybody wants to be his partner at this point. But we also do know it's going to be probably a guy's elimination. So a guy must be coming back or maybe it's a duo. That could be a possibility. And then there's like a double elimination. I don't know. The possibilities are endless on this show. So that's why it's always so exciting. But let's let's get into this hall brawl now. So I've been waiting for this hall brawl for the girls ever since there was the first one for the guys. I mean, the guys was grueling Fessy versus Nelson. That was crazy. Such a good matchup. Um, yeah, wow. That was like... I think a highlight of the season. Now, Gabby and Devin have the power, okay? And Devin was going a little crazy with having power. And I think it was funny when he said um, that quote where, you know, he's obnoxious without power. Now seeing him with power, of course, he's going to be worse. This is one of the reasons why we love Devin on the challenge. Not only is he a good competitor, but he loves to stir 
the pot, man. And we love that Devin loves to do that. I mean, he's so entertaining. He's kind of like a Kyle, um, a jokester in the house, as you would say. And he always brings a lot of fun energy. And I feel like at the end of the day, Devin really only does these things to get under your skin. I don't think he really hates any of these people outside the house. You know, I could be wrong. I don't know Devin's personal feelings on anybody off of the screen. So who knows? But I would like to say that half the time he really is just joking around and trying to add a little fun to living in a house with, you know, however many people for months at a time. So he adds a little bit of fun and laughter. It was almost sad to see Devin have this power and yet not really make any great moves with it or go to anybody and say hey like I'll do this for you you do this for me almost like a solid because Devin has a skull so what he should be worried about now is next week and people coming for him and his skull you know I know that big brother alliance wants to take it from him and I don't doubt that even some you know people like CT possibly would be gunning for Devin just because in a physical elimination. I mean, CT would dominate. He needs to keep his ears perked up and he should try and play a little bit of a political game and not just fully have this all about revenge. I think Cam said it, he shouldn't just be playing this revenge card over and over again because it's not really going to help further your game, especially when the Big Brother Alliance has a lot of numbers in the house. He ended up giving a skull to a Big Brother Alliance member. So to me, didn't really work out in his favor. Although to say that I feel like even if Gabby went down there and got her skull, she would have chose Bessie and that probably also would have screwed over Devin. Not sure if he knew that, and that's a reason why he tried to keep Gabby from getting her skull because maybe he was scared of her leaving. Not entirely sure if he knew that about Gabby and Fessy's game. To say, going back earlier with Fessy, you know, schmoozing Gabby a little bit while she's on the bunk and saying how he wants her to get her skull and obviously he wants to do anything to piss Devin off and make sure Devin doesn't have a good partner. So what's better than throwing a knee so with Devin and him taking Gabby, which I'm not even sure is the smartest play for Fessy because yes, you know, Anissa might not have the endurance that everybody else might have in this game, but she is a vet and she's smart. I wouldn't put anything past her. So, you know, I think there are definitely more positives to running with Anissa than there is negative. I honestly only think that the negative thing is her endurance and her not being able to probably run long distances. I really think that's the only thing. I think she's very intelligent. She is strong as hell. To me, taking a rookie like Gabby, who also, might I say, not have the best endurance, you know, yes, she's fit, she's a trainer, but she's never endured a final. And finals are grueling. And we know this. I mean, lots of running, no sleep, temperature. We know this is probably going to be a freezing final since they're in Iceland. So it's going to be cold. There's going to be outdoor stuff. She's probably going to have to eat stuff that 
is going to be hard. Still not sure how she would do on puzzles, you know? Her and Devin did work really well on that one, but Devin is good at puzzles, so you gotta, like, take it with a grain of salt, right? Not really sure how much she helped or how good individually she is at a puzzle and not sure how good Fessy is, so who knows? That might have ultimately helped him, not have helped him. At this point, doesn't really look like Gabby is going to work with him. You know, they did end up kissing and I'm a little disappointed in Gabby. I really like Gabby as a person. I hate to see her getting manipulated by all these men. Devin telling her not to go down because he's so afraid of his skull and Gabby is just too nice of a person where she's thinking about Devin and his skull, which is, girl, so nice of you to do. But you have to realize that Devin is literally not doing that for you. No, there's no way that this wasn't going to be a girl's day, but on the maybe 10% off chance that it would have been a guy's or a double elimination round, he was not going to go down there. He was not going to help her get her skull. And that's kind of sad. I think he definitely should have. And Gabby should have gotten her skull. She should have went down there. Watching that, the challenge after show with them, Devin said that Gabby looked scared and she said she was not going down there. And to a point, I understand that. It's hall brawl. It's got to be one of the most physical eliminations there is. But you're going against Amber M, which is, you know, around the same height as her. And I think think that that would be the best outcome in an elimination for Gabby is to go against Amber M. Another rookie, another small rookie. She doesn't have a lot of muscle on her, so I can't imagine how strong she would be running full force into you. I mean, we know she's got heart and that's no question. And sometimes that is half the battle of just having the heart. But in an elimination like Hall Brawl, you got to get it done. And having size and strength is really on your side in this one. To me, it was a little upsetting that she let all these guys get into her head. Another thing that I saw on the after show was Fessy admitting that he was totally just playing with Gabby to mess up Devin's game and that he really didn't care about her, which is, I mean, hate to say it, I feel like we've, I've said it before, I've had guests on that have said it before, and Fessy is just slightly slimy, doing his thing, whatever he can do to get his game to be the best game, which, you know, we can't fault him in the long run. Plenty have players and agents and people have played this way before, so it's nothing new that we haven't seen, but I think the only thing that bothers me is how Fessy always says how he's not this guy that everyone makes him out to be, but he is that guy. He is that guy 110%. This is just another nail in the coffin of why he's that guy and how he's that guy. So to me, this is the only problem with me is that he's not owning how dirty of a player he is. And I think he just needs to own it a little bit more. Yeah, maybe he owns it after the fact. I don't know. You know, everyone plays their game differently. Some people like Devin who are very out in the open, but right, maybe that's not the best play because he's got a skull, but you know, I don't know if he's gonna actually make it to that final. So back to the hall brawl, it's Amber B versus Amber M. And I think that this is a 
terrible, terrible decision by Devin and Gabby. Now, I understand them not wanting to make big moves, and it's almost like, who do you put in then? Because everybody up there is a strong player. Again, no offense to Amber M, but she's petite, and this is a hall brawl. I feel like every other girl up there is built. Any one of them is going to take them out, and it's almost a wasted elimination because it's so easy. Whoever goes down there is going to win against Amber M. Only wish that Gabby would have known that and would have known how, I wouldn't say super easy, but I definitely feel like she would have gotten her skull if she would have went down there. So Amber B and Amber M, it's very anticlimactic, like CT kind of said. I wouldn't call it a snooze fest, but it definitely felt a little wasted to not go to a couple of bigger, stronger competitives so we can really see them battle it out. I mean, that's what we want. We want to see people grinding and really going against each other. It was sad to see Amber M kind of get frazzled and you know that first initial hit by Amber B which I didn't realize Amber B played rugby. So this chick plays rugby so she's not afraid of contact. I don't know if Amber M has ever hit someone in her life. To me, she felt a little unprepared for this type of elimination. I think if it was those ball through the wall things or I don't even know if she could have done. Yeah, I I don't know, honestly. I think that she was slightly a layup for anybody in this game to get an easy skull. That's kind of why I felt like she was kept for this long Also, I thought it was super interesting that Amber B and Amber M get to go head to head now, especially after, you know, Amber B kind of said Amber M's name to go in and then she found out. Nothing really happened with the two of them, so I bet it was kind of therapeutic for them to go at it with each other, but clearly, you know, those girls got nothing for respect for each other. And now Amber B has a skull and she's come back into the house with a vengeance. So I'm excited to see what's going to happen with that. And another thing, Corey, I felt like slightly brainwashed her into going into elimination. I think we would have had a better hall brawl if Lolo and Amber B went in or, you know, like I said, Big T and maybe someone else. I think that would have been more interesting. I definitely feel like Corey, almost kind of like Devin, didn't want to take any chances and wanted to be an elimination ready to go in case it was a double elimination or in case there was a possibility of a guy getting a skull, which would have been cool to see him versus Darrell um, in a hall brawl. That would have been amazing. And also for, you know, Darrell to get a little revenge on Corey for Dirty 30. So I think that that would have been a cool little twist if it would have been a double elimination or if they would have switched it to a guy's. But we know that there was a couple girl skulls left, so they definitely had to throw a girl down there and have someone get their skull. Now, I don't know if this makes Amber be a target now for other girls or if they're just solely focused on getting that last skull. I don't know. I definitely feel like there's going to be an opportunity for someone to steal a skull 
hopefully, but we'll see. I'm really excited for next week. I think a prediction that I have is Devin is going to go down and someone's going to try to steal his skull from him for sure. I think there's going to be a possibility of a double elimination, even though Corey's a rogue. So mm, I don't know. I don't know how well that's going to go. Maybe they might wait to do a double right before the final as almost like a purge. I think that it would be really interesting to get that. So if not next week, then definitely probably in a couple weeks, they're going to be doing that. And I'm excited to see who's going to be coming back. Oh gosh, I am loving this season that they're bringing people back. It's such an upset. And I think it really keeps everybody on their toes because people have been playing a scared game this season. I'm just not liking it, you know? I don't know. We've had a lot of big battles. I definitely want to keep seeing more, so I'm just excited for next week and to see what happens. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. Make sure you follow the podcast, subscribe, give us five stars, all that good stuff. Follow me, your host, Katie Walski, on social media at katiewalski underscore. Come chat with me. I love talking with you guys about the challenge. Be sure to tune in next week for even more drama on the challenge at the Believe in the Challenge podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.